Hi, Damien Marcus from 100 Not Out here. MP. Yes, Damo. We all know the importance of having a diary, but who wants a boring old day planner? Not me. Enter the journey of me. Ta-da! The incredible eight-month wellness journal designed especially for wellness peeps like you. Yes, Damo. This beautiful eight-month wellness guide is filled with questions, planners, exercises, reflective notes, and more. Endorsed by the Up For A Chat girls and loved the world over, the journey of me is a must-have if you're ready to live your best life for life. To purchase your very own Journey of Me and receive a free set of inspirational postcards, simply enter the code COUCH at www.wellandyou.com. That's www.w-e-l-l-i-n-e-u-x.com. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. My name is Marcus Pierce, and I am here with the sensational symbol of wellness. He's the co-founder of the Wellness Couch and the Wellness Guys. He's Dr. Damien Christoph. Hello, legend. Hello, Marcus. This has been a great uh, mini-series so far, DJK, and it was only meant to be three parts, but I know that this is going to go uh, far longer because I have not even got midway through part one of our discussion, and we're already up to the third episode. And I know there's lots of people listening going, can't you just make the episodes go longer and do it all a bit quicker? But you know what, guys? <laughs> We've done a lot Sorry. of research. Sorry about that. I know. And there's a lot of people getting FOMO. Heaps of people yeah, getting fired. They, they are, but you know what? A lot of people that twenty minutes is a great time duration for a podcast. It is. It's a drive to work. It's a walk. It's a break from the work that you're doing, or the kids that are driving you troppo. It's whatever you're doing. Twenty minutes is a really good break. True. So that's it. Damo, the whole inspiration behind this series of podcasts was uh, Christmas, summer. That whole time of year is coming. We've been talking about. What foods are people having that really aren't serving them? Uh, what um, limitations do people have? What do they come into you saying that they want to improve or, or what are they complaining about? Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot we've been speaking about food and I really I, I really want to ask you, we, we spoke just at the end of the previous episode around the limiting beliefs uh, that people have around um, summer, uh, around Christmas and the rest, and particularly it was around movement. I just want to continue on the food side of things for a moment because something that for me often seems counterintuitive but I totally get the whole fascination behind it is the, the Christmas and the New Year time of year as being a time when Big decisions are made and more importantly, big commitments are made. But for me, there's more booby traps than ever um, around these big commitments. Uh, So when I say that, like Christmas parties, social events, Christmas Day, New Year's Day, New Year's Eve, Australia Day, um, annual leave, school holidays, holidays, all the bits. Mm. There's so many opportunities to fall off the bandwagon, drop the ball, whatever it is that you want to call it. And so it seems like it's setting up. It's so People are setting themselves up to lose almost from the very get-go because of the timing of the commitment. What do you think? Again, because you'd see this every day from people that come in. What do you think about the rules around this time of the year? Great, 
Great question. Um, Marcus, my feeling around that is that I think in the past, many people have seen it as uh, as missing out on an opportunity to have a celebration if they're on some kind of a diet. And uh, and you've heard my Power of Food talk a number of times. And in my Power of Food talk, I talk about um, ensuring that you're, you know, behaving yourself, you know, 80 to, you know, depending on your goals and what you're trying to achieve, you behave yourself to 80, 80 20. Yeah. Using Pareto's principle, right? So that, that seems to make a whole lot of sense and it makes it pretty easy because it gives people permission to go and muck around a little bit and have some fun without losing their wellness. Um, if people are looking to lose weight and the main reason why they're eating in a particular way is to, uh, is, is to lose weight. If that's, if that's the main reason why they're eating a particular way, um, and, and the only goal they've got is to lose weight, then it's highly likely that if they go and misbehave during Christmas or on New Year's Day or Christmas Eve or whatever it is, whatever the celebration is or spring carnival, it's highly likely that they're going to be disappointed and upset and then frustrated with themselves and a little bit disillusioned around what they should do because the only thing they're focusing on is their weight. So my um, my consideration is that people might expand their consciousness or expand their um, their thoughts around uh, what they're trying to achieve so that it's not just about losing weight, that it's maybe about, you know, gaining health. And so if it's about gaining health, then you can actually just relax a little bit and uh, and still enjoy your food. Um, my thing is, and Kale said this, which I loved to bits, and it's, it's really helped Kale me. Brock. Yeah, Kale Brock. He said this at the summit. He said, I feel ripped off when I miss out on having good food. Mm. And, uh, and he said, you only get to eat well, in my case, and in Kyle's case, three times a day. But we know, Marcus, that you like to eat five times oh, a day. Oh, five times a day. Yep. And so you could feel ripped off a snack, for example. I'd feel ripped off if I wasn't having a chocolate pudding cup of morning tea. <laughs> I would. You, you, you would. hit the nail on the head. That's it, right? You'd feel ripped off. So, you know, in feeling ripped off about, um, about eating healthy food, uh, then you're more likely to choose healthier options. So I might go to a barbecue. Um, or in case in point, you go to Bunnings and there's somebody, you know, cooking a, a, one of those sausage oh, sizzle things at the front of Bunnings, right? you, go oh, to, you go to Bunnings and you, you go past it, it smells amazing, it looks really good and you've got a whole lot of people that are lining up to get a sausage and they're paying two bucks for the local charity. And, um, and you, you ask yourself, okay, do I need to eat that? Is it going to make things any better? Most of the time, the answer will be, no, I don't need to eat it, and no, it's not going to make things any better. Um, the rest of my life is just around a corner. I get to eat more food very soon. That's totally fine. And for me, it's very, very easy for me to make that decision to not buy a sausage in bread. Very, oh, very man, easy. I thought this story was going in a way different direction. I thought you were going to tell <laughs> me you're a sucker for the Bunnings. <laughs> the <bunnies laughs> sausage. Not at all. Like it smells really nice. Like it yeah. smells really, really good. And Jackson loves them. Like Jackson loves it. Oh, I suppose, you go, please, Dad. Please, Dad. Please, Dad. Yeah, Jack's going. Oh, Dad, can we get a sausage? I'm like, no. Nah. He goes, okay. And so um, <laughs> he never really picks, you know, pushes back. But every now and then he'll go, Dad, Dad, can we have a sausage? And I go, yeah, okay. He goes, oh, cool. Thanks, Dad. Thanks, heaps. Yeah. And so we'll go get a sausage. But it's never so hard, fast, and steadfast that we actually punish ourselves if we do go and have a sausage. Like I don't yeah. go, oh my gosh. Oh, what have I, I just done? What have I done? I've wrecked my body. I'm probably yeah. going to die tomorrow. Like yeah. I'm not going to get into that humdrum down mentality, you know, because I had a sausage. Um, that that's not what I think life is all about. 
Um, however, what I do know is that the next time I eat a proper meal, it's it's highly likely that it's going to be amazing and it's going to be really healthful for my body and and will will give back to my body a whole lot of you know good things. So I'm never too concerned because I know that I've got a good meal just around the corner. Absolutely, that's what I love, Damo. You remind me, Damien, mm-hmm. of 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 my one of my favourite human beings of all time, Alice Hurt Sommer. Uh, the late uh, Alice Hertzsommer, oldest survivor of the Holocaust until her death, age 110, she decided in her mid-100s that she'd had enough of um, having to think about what to eat. Um, So she just decided that she would cook the same food all the time. And so she had a set breakfast. I love that. I love that. I can see that. (laughs) (laughs) She had a set breakfast, and I forget what it was, but it's in her biography, and she had a set soup, and it was like Alice's chicken soup, right? Yeah. And so she just had the same soup every day, no matter what. And the ingredients are great. The recipe's awesome. Um, and the and then, but whenever anyone brought over shortbread, tin biscuits, um, uh, homemade cake, or whatever, she would jump at it, and she'd be like, "Fabulous!" She'd be like, "Because I know what I'm having the rest of the time. It's my breakfast and my soup. So Perfect, that's man. cool. I'm just gonna have." cake, biscuits, whatever it was, because she knew what she had, like she knew around the corner was her healthy meal, as you just said. Yeah, and so I think the same thing applies to Christmas and the same thing applies to New Year's and the same thing applies to the Spring Carnival. Like it's the, it's the same thing. If you're going to go and have a bit of fun and part of your life and certainly part of my life in terms of social life is food, is eating food, I will make the best choices I possibly can in that particular meal um, in that particular environment, and at the same time, I'm likely to let my hair down. Yeah, good. All right, so Damo. That's, that's a metaphor because yeah. I've got no hair. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So so I remember when I was shifting my lifestyle from you know non-smoking and you know, all of the other fast foods and the rest, I just remember I would look at my week and I would see what social occasions were coming up and I knew in advance uh, I, I'd know my breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I'd know my snacks, whatever. And I'd go, oh, yeah, there's a Christmas party Friday night. That's just a um, fun night. Oh, yeah, got that on Saturday, that on Sunday, whatever. And I'd look at all my meals. And let's just say, for example, six meals a day times seven days, 42 times that I'm going to eat. If I eat three meals that aren't that flash. I thought, I thought you ate five times a day. I'd just say six because it's easier on the maths. And I might have something else. Easier than 35. Yeah, if 42, it's such a nicer number. So, <laughs> um, so if you look at that and you say have three or four meals or three or four times that you eat during the week, which aren't up to your incredibly impeccable standards, and you're, but you're happy to be socializing, you're not going to feel ripped off, you're going to feel engaged with the people that you're with and the rest, then, and you've really got four other meals where you can actually... Um, be a little bit uh, adventurous if you really want to, but but from a this was you know from a day when I really when I was making that kind of shift, I was kind of I suppose that conscious competence where you really had to concentrate on it and make sure that you were staying on the bandwagon and then making a conscious choice to jump off it every now and again, have a bit of fun. But I think for me, when I look at the numbers, I'm like, oh well, I'm not really depriving myself that much, am I? Like, I'm actually got all of this time where I'm on eating impeccable foods and then at the other times I'm having impeccable social times and and broadening or expanding or developing my relationships um, by having those social occasions and having a bit of food that might not be nutritionally the best for me but socially um, I'm having a great time. How good is that? It's good for the heart. I think that's actually good for your heart. Yeah, absolutely. It's great. Yeah. 
Cool. So do you think then when people come to your demo, right, December, January, you know, I am really knuckling down here and I'm doing this 100% hardcore, like what do you say? Because I know that's the spin that we're kind of told to go on, but how do you temper that? Well, I don't. I actually love it. I, th- I think that's great. I think that people can and should go really hardcore at times of their life. It's like going hardcore in a fasting period where um, where you challenge your body. It's also like binging on on certain types of foods or certain types of alcohol. Like I, I don't see that as being a massive, huge issue, huge problem. I, I really. What if, they, what if they then come back to you on the Monday and go, Damien, I had a bread roll yesterday. I was going to just have a chicken salad, but the bread was there. We're at a barbecue. Screaming out to me. It just looked too good. And so I put chicken in the roll, and oh my God, what have I done to myself? (laughs) Calm down, Marcus. Calm down. Okay, it's that's fine. No problems. Don't worry about it because it's only one meal out of all of the meals you're going to have in a, in, a, in a week. So I have 28 meals a week. Tw- sorry, 21 meals a week. So you know, for me, it's I eat much less than what Marcus does. Um, and so I, my mindset is more around what I do most of the time rather than some of the time. So if someone blows out their detox on a particular day, I go, that's cool. Don't worry about it. Just get back on track and. You know, find your straps again, and you'll you'll feel better again. Just give yourself a couple of days to feel like you're on top of it again. But don't beat yourself up over it because you haven't lost. This is all just part of a you know a long term game. It's it's the long haul, not the short haul. Cool. It's- so I think, so what you're what you're saying is, if you are prepared to go 100 percent, and you feel within your heart and soul that you must go 100 percent, then yes. do it. Yep. Yep. And if you fall over, yep. Yep. Don't just jump off. Just recognize that's all part of the process. Yeah. Absolutely. And if you're not feeling the inclination to be a 100% extremist, then be no, no, no. I don't. I say no. that. I say that like because I, I've been 100% extremist, and sometimes I have loved it, right? Yes. But if you're not feeling that inclination or that urge, then just recognise that. Um, just feel good about the times where you go off track, or you've got 20% or whatever you like to call it, going off road, zigzagging, however you like to define it, um, and do it consciously. Have fun with it. And um, and I would probably say, as an asterisk, most of the time, if not all of the time, ensure that it's a social environment that you're doing it in. Yeah. yeah. Like, Lynn, chocolate is so much better when other people are involved. Oh, totally. Beer absolutely. is so much people when other people are involved. <laughs> absolutely. How good is it sometimes when you and I have a beer together? Like, it just feels so good. And as you said the other day, if you're going to have a crap meal, it's so much better to have a crap meal with someone else. Vicky Kelly got me onto that. You know our great friend Vicky Kelly from the podcast on One Minute Mindfulness? Isn't it just ironically beautiful that it's – or beautifully ironic that the abbreviation of one-minute mindfulness is OM? Did you not realize that? Oh, no, I did. I just oh, think it's I was gonna say. <laughs> ironic that that is – I love it. It's complimentary. Yeah, it's, good. It's, it's, it's great. Yeah. I remember I used to sell these things in my practice called a keto bar. Do you remember keto I bars? Aren't they still around? Yeah, they are. But because they're manufactured by a health a supplement company, I thought that supplements equaled health. That's not the case. That's a whole other podcast. Do supplements equal health? So I th- I assumed that because they've been manufactured by a supplement company, then it was going to be health healthful and healthy for me to eat a keto bar. Now, Vicky also decided that there was one particular keto bar. 
over the other keto bar that was nutritionally exactly the same, exactly the same, except one had a cherry coconut flavor and one had a caramel flavor. She <laughs> felt that one of the flavors would make her fat and that the other flavor wouldn't make her fat. <laughs> and so, oh, Mickey, I hope you're listening to this. I and, love it. And, oh, it's classic. And so she also felt that if she felt good about putting the chocolate in her mouth, which, whichever chocolate it was, and we're not talking keto bars anymore, uh, that chocolate would, because she felt good about it, and that and her her picturing and her mindfulness and mindset around eating that chocolate was beneficial for her body, then it would be less bad for her than what it would be if she had guilt around it. And Bruce Lipton backed that up. And Bruce Lipton said, yes, that's epigenetics. And so Bruce went on to say, um, when we were all sitting together, that if you have bad feelings and bad emotion and negative emotion around eating a particular food, it will be much, much worse for you than if you um, relax and enjoy and take in the environment and spend time with people in a relaxed, non-stressed environment. You'll feel, yeah, it's going to be better. much better you'll for you. Better. Yeah, that's right. So how good's that? I think it's incredible. And I think a lot of people with their logical brain market, oh, I don't know about that, but I think... Uh, you, you know, that's the calories you, in, calories out model, right? So people are going yeah. calories in, calorie, calories, calories, calorie, but it's not. And we know that um, we know that with Dr. Emoto's water, um, mm. when he um, put labels on the water and had intention around the water, um, he was able to recreate different organisation of the water. We can see that. And Kale did a, an interview with um, a, a scientist, Gerald somebody, um, who 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 looked at different water molecules and spoke about the four phases of water. And so on his podcast, he spoke about the organization of water molecules and what actually is a water molecule because many of us would think that it's H2O. He said that um, water behaves differently in different environments and and has a different charge. And he said, well, why does a volcano um, erupt and all those heavy particles stay up in the clouds for such a long time? And it's all to do with the charge, like the negative charge or the positive charge. And I found that really fascinating because we can have that same effect on our body based on our mindset. And, uh, and so that whole vibrational principle, that whole energetic principle that we can get through our food and through our enjoyment and through um, the, the hugs and cuddles that we have with our friends and family, uh, that, that can affect um, positively or negatively um, the charge within our body and then affect our health. You're incredible. I'm loving your – that's a great um, – that was on the Carl Brock Show? Carl Brock Show, yeah. Yeah, um, great uh, – almost like a great paraphrase of, of the episode and um, – it's what I love about the couch demo is that we're all – I mean, the fact that you can actually just explain that so succinctly for people that listened – that haven't listened to the podcast, they can now go and listen to it and actually hear in more detail what it is um, that was spoken. So I can put that in the show notes and people can go and have a listen yeah. to that episode. I'll just find it and pop it in there. So then, demo, I want to just finish off this episode with touching on exercise because okay. – um, I don't think we need to do a whole a whole episode on this. If we run out of time, then we'll move on to it in the next because there's so much more to talk about here. Um, but when people come into uh, your practice day-to-day basis this time of year, what do you find you hear from people around the summer, around their exercise levels? What are people talking about at the moment around exercise? Um, it's about getting moving, moving again. So, so, and I've already seen injuries. So, I've already seen people come in, and they've gone from zero to hero really, really mm-hmm. quickly. You know, um, and it's that 
rem- it's the memory of being able to do something and then thinking that you can just go and do that exact same thing. So many people used to be able to lift a certain weight and they might have been younger when they used to be able to lift that certain weight. Or they would have been because if they did it yesterday, then they're already older today. But they will, they will think that when they go to the gym that the, or they go out to the exercise um, environment, they think that they can achieve what they used to be able to achieve. It's that whole thing where you get a bunch of 40-year-old blokes playing footy in the in the park and they think that they're still 16, they run around, they'll pull calf muscles, hamstrings and get groin strains. You know, it's that, <laughs> it's that whole thing. Um, the mind is willing but the body is not. And so you've got to warm up to it. So it could be as much as just building a routine. But many people are trying to go too hard, too fast and looking for the next big event. So one of my closest mates and, you know, very dear friend of mine, Mine, Brent, who is also a cousin of mine, um, he he is looking for the next big event to go and do. Um, but I don't think he necessarily needs to do that. He just needs to stay fit. Um, yes. So it, it's more about having a walk um, or having a swim or having a ride or getting back into some yoga. It's just getting back into doing something without having to go too hard. Now, obviously, Lawrence is doing Spartan this weekend. And we know there's oh, other people. Oh, doing... Maurice, he might not. Oh, I'll get him across the line. Oh, do, do you know? I'll get him across the line. Oh, thoughts are well. Thoughts are with LT. If yeah. he did or didn't do it by the time this is uh, published, we will know. But yeah, uh, let's true. say if he does it, it will be one epic effort. Yeah, I've I've I've, I've had a really long chat with LT today, and I'm oh, sure good. that we'll get him across the line. Oh, good on you. You're yeah. a legend. Sure we will. Sure we will. Um, so. You know, there's a lot of big events on and people are looking for the next big event, like the next half marathon or the next marathon. But what about a little fun run that might be one or two kilometres? Or what What about um, the nice walk around the Botanical Gardens? Um, or what about just the walk along the promenade, Beaconsfield Parade, you know, in Melbourne I'm talking about? Or, you know, what if you're going to go down to... What 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 it goes what it goes beach you know what if you just go down the water goes beach and have a swim or yeah. chuck a tennis ball around or you just walk along the beach with bare feet and get grounded again you know those sorts of things. Um, You're I, talking about a lifestyle though, Damo. I'm talking about. You're in- talking like about an aerobic, it never ends lifestyle versus an anaerobic stop start. You know, and everything has an end, like yeah. you said, the the next big event. Yeah. yeah. And that's the, that for me is like the biggest mistake people are making around movement. It's yeah. like a drug. They need to like get an injection, like an like an event, to get a high, and then they have a low afterwards. And I'm not right wrong in this because I used to be like this as well. And then, but there's no continuity in the movement. So it's like it's it's like on season, off season. It's like we exercise and then we stop and then we, you know, get back into it again. Yeah. Um. But I don't know what's gonna what's gonna what's required for the mindset to change around that. Like, why do people find it so difficult to to make exercise a part of their lifestyle? Do you think it's a time based limited belief that it takes time? Yeah, I, I, I absolutely I do think that. Um, but you know what's really happening, and I've been really careful to continue to remind people this. Um, of this, uh, and, and Cindy uh, also speaks about exactly the same thing, is that once the gastrointestinal system has been disrupted, it's going to take time. And what I'm, under, what I'm starting to see is that people go, I know this is going to take me a couple of years to get fixed. And it's so refreshing to hear that people are going, I know this is going to take a couple of years to get fixed because yep. there's that mindfulness around how long things actually do take to correct themselves. 
Um, and so people are prepared to put in the effort for the process to arrive at the destination, which I really like. And, and that sort of, um, that, that what I'm wanting to see and what I'd love to see would really float my boat would be to see the movement, um, of people's mindset towards the longevity of effort as opposed to the immediacy of effort. Yeah. Nice one. It's like the rabbit or the hare, the rabbit or the turtle, yeah? The hare or the turtle? Hare or the turtle? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fast or slow. And I think it's the long game versus the short game, isn't it? And yeah. you want it to, to play out over the long game. Yeah. Um, yeah, all right, cool. There's so much in there. And I th- I mean, we could talk about all types of things with exercise. I might just say one thing here, and just to keep it simple. Okay. This is my view on, on making exercise a lifestyle. There's three ways to exercise. There's aerobic exercise, which is going for a walk, going for a jog, if you can do it, uh, something that you can, essentially, you can talk, you can breathe, and it's something that you can do for a while. Mm-hmm. That's aerobic. Then we've got anaerobic, which is short bursts, so it might be lunges or push-ups or something where it's going to be difficult to talk, it's going to be difficult to breathe but it's going to make you stronger and then there's flexibility and I don't say this to to dumb it down but I just think it's really important that people understand that we need to have all three types like the body was made to have all three types yeah we categorize them and rank them and all the rest of it and say some are more attuned to this and whatever Dave Nixon talks about this Diamond Dave yeah so yeah he talks about it all the time you know movement over what's his one what's his one called his podcast mind over movement mind over movement i was speaking i was listening to it the other day i'm listening to a lot of podcasts from the couch lately and uh diamond dave says that exact same thing like the human body is designed to do all these sorts of things and he's just got back from doing um the 300 uh, you know the movie 300 yeah he was doing some you know training with those guys and learning more about that but he said that you know whether you go into the playground and you're jumping on children's play equipment or you go in, you're climbing a tree or whether you go into a gym, it's learning how to use your body with that equipment as opposed to use that equipment with your body. Absolutely. Good call, Damien. Good call. Diamond Dave, mind over movement. Well done. Damo, uh, there's so much more. We are only partway through this epic series of podcasts on a sensational summary, body, mind, soul and life. Damo, thank you so much, great man. It's been uh, awesome as always to hear your wisdom. Thank you, Marcus. It's great. It's great to share. We'd love your feedback, folks. You can go to thewellnesscouch.com forward slash 100 not out. You can check out almost 140 episodes of this podcast. You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Check out thewellnesscouch.com. We can view the entire range of wellness podcasts available, including the number one show, The Wellness Guys. And don't forget, spaces are limited. 100 Not Out's Icaria Longevity Retreat 2016. Check out uh, 100notout.com. That's 100notout.com for all the details there. Until next week, as always, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.